0: ever existed in the history of mankind this is not the most popular podcast that's ever existed by mankind (laughs) m class email yeah i'm glad we got the lawyers to put that in they (laughs) made us do it they were like you guys have to do this and we're like fuck you lawyers and then they edited it in themselves yeah, cuz they get final say. <laughs> <laughs> All these lawyers we're keeping around with our fucking <laughs> bankroll we're making. I fucking I fucking like should have been a lawyer. There's like I know we just did the like the our first episode of the uh, the court cases, yeah. you know. But I really I think I would have been a really good lawyer. You think so? Yeah, cuz I'm a bastard. There's not a whole lot of opportunity for dick jokes being a lawyer though. Uh isn't there? <laughs> Not if you want to win your fucking cases, there's not. I think I would win all my cases. I think you'd be disbarred pretty fucking quick. Nah. Nah, I'll be okay, I'll be okay. <laughs> nah, I'll get out of this one. I'll I'll beat this rap. So on <laughs> this program, we read your emails and we answer them. That's yeah, it. it's pretty straightforward. It doesn't require a whole lot of explanation. Jeff. Fuck you! <laughs> I am Jeff. Fuck me, I'm Josh. And our first email comes from Rich. Rich. Who says, afternoon Trek, gentlemen. It's actually two in the morning. Uh, damn. Wait, it's one in the morning, sorry. You're just pulling the fucking curtain back these episodes. That's normal time for me, though. That's like, one in the morning for me is like six o'clock p.m. That's... Pretty much how it is for me, too. I don't go to bed until, like, three or four. Yeah, it's been been a rough couple of uh, weeks. I don't know why the fuck I do that to myself. It's the worst, I know. It's terrible. (laughs) Sad I missed the Kevin Cole episode, but I'm sure he'll be around again sometime. Yes. If he's there, hey, Kevin. If not, damn it, Space Cole. (laughs) Damn it, Space Cole. (laughs) Idea for a new theme. Oh! I'd like to see double episodes where you could dissect the best and worst displays of a character. We actually put this up to a vote, because I read this oh. email ahead of time. Shit. Uh, but I put it up for Worf and uh, for Kira. And neither yeah. of them won. I'm very sorry. Yeah, I was hoping like for Kira, because I think that would have been more fun. Worf, when he's bad, is like just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> He's just an idiot. We could have picked any episode from season 7 of DS9 and just rolled with it. Yeah. He's pretty yeah. shitty. He's mostly just in the background being an asshole during yeah, those episodes. There's also that, ep- there's also that episode of, of TNG when they go to Deep Space Nine. And he goes off on his own, like, Klingon adventure to the to the planet where he thinks his parents are. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He's pretty shitty in that episode. That's true. He's he's just a giant asshole when he's shitty. He finds out that that girl, that super hot Klingon girl, is half Romulan, and he gets, like, real turned off. And it's like, you're a dumbass, dude. Yeah, That you're, girl's beautiful as fuck. She is absolutely beautiful, and you're also, like, a fucking bigot, so stop yeah, it. You're also super racist. <laughs> Uh, Rich gave us some examples, which I'm not going to get all into, but uh, he... Um, the one he pointed out for Data is uh, to talk about his absolute objectivity about his own existence and ultimately his inherent uniqueness and measure of a man, which we're going to be talking about in this collection. Oh, yes. Uh, coupled with his complete idiocy in breaking the Prime Directive to have his first pen pal in pen pals. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> he gave a lot of examples like that. Oh, that episode is so dumb. And. Ugh. <laughs> he finishes off by saying most of these worst traits are actually understandable and justifiable but make for great discussion points yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to point out with this email that uh, the next time we go up to vote for collections we will still have some of this idea as a choice it's a great idea because yeah, it's, it's really, really good, good. and I wanted to give that to Rich it's Rich's patented best and worst collection best and worst not, be, not anything not like that. Best of the world. Yeah, not. We didn't. That's not. We're not stealing it from that way more popular show. Way, 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 way more popular than this show. Oh. Aw. <laughs> As always, love you guys in the show. You guys are the double axe handle of podcasts. Oh my god, what a compliment! In the style of giving myself a Trek rank, regards from just a plain simple tailor, Rich. Oh, Garrick! I love oh, Garrick. Garrick! We could do one for Garrick too, because yeah, there's episodes where Garrick is just oh god, lo- I, I don't think he's ever been bad. I don't think Garrick's ever done anything. There, I there didn't are like. episode like the episode I don't know. That's a really good one too, where he's like coming off the drug. Yeah, but he's, he's, still he's still, like a monster Garrick. in it. But he's still he's like still Garrick. Yeah. He's so good. It, yeah. it would be hard to choose a bad one for him. Oh, I did, dude. What's his name? Uh, Andrew Robinson, I think, is his name. Yeah, I think that so. That guy, that guy, is Garrick. His like, his best role though was as the snotty police officer in Cobra. <laughs> Cobra. Where <laughs> he's he, also he just shows up and he's like, "Cobra, you're not following the law. You're fuck up, Cobra." And then at the end <laughs> of the movie, Cobra choke slams him through a desk. <laughs> That's his entire reason to be in the movie. There's a lot of that in Deep Space Nine. There's a lot of, like, 80s B-movie character, like, stars. That's Him, true. Max Grodinczak, who's, uh... Rom. Uh, Rom, who it was... Uh, what was he? He was, uh... I want to say... I keep wanting to say Rumpelstiltskin. But, <laughs> but he was... <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, what the, the fuck? It's uh, like a... Uh, fuck i'm gonna look i'm looking at just look it up i'll move on to the next email. rumpelstiltskin oh he was rumpelstiltskin yeah he was rumpelstiltskin jesus christ yeah our next email is from asim who says what up tregg boys boys. (laughs) after watching solo a star wars story i was thinking about future prisons What's the state of prisons in the Federation? We know that the ships have brigs, which is mostly used for temporarily containing the odd case of space madness, but we never hear about (laughs) prison asteroids or whatever. Yeah, they don't have, like, the Federation doesn't have asteroids. They have penal colonies, though, where you go to work. Yeah, so like uh, Paris is in one. Yeah, Tom Paris. It's, it's kind of like a minimum security prison. Yeah, it's like a rehabilitation center more than yeah. it is a prison because it's like, the, if anyone's ever seen the Swedish version of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, um, the 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 main character goes to like a Swedish minimum security prison. It's a lot like that, where it's just kind of like a apartment. <laughs> Or if you've ever seen the television series Longmire, which you may or may not have heard anyone ever mention before on this program, uh, it is, it's is—it's like the minimum security prison that Sam Poteet goes to. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know That's a everything deep cut. about Longmire. <laughs> That's a damn hell-ass deep cut. Um. So, yeah, there are like penal colonies in the future. They even mention them quite often in... Yeah. Um, TOS, but they're very minimum security facilities where you just, like, work to rehabilitate yourself. Yeah, there's no... I'm gonna assume that there's no need for, like, a lot of elaborate walls when you can just, like, beam somebody back to prison. (laughs) Yes. Like, there's not really a reason for it, you Um, know? All of this talk of jail gives me an idea for another list. The Good Behavior Series. (laughs) A TNG The Hunted... I really like this one. There's a society which imprisoned all their genetically enhanced soldiers after some war. Yeah. Uh, DS9 Hard Time, O'Brien's Mind Prison, which is like one of my favorite DS9 episodes. Oh, that's episodes. a goddamn great episode, yeah. It's fucking like, it's painful to watch, but it's, it's so fucking good. Cole Meany is like on fire in that episode. He's great. Uh, yeah, he's fucking amazing. He's such a yeah, good actor. Is. Um, TOS Dagger of the Mind, which is a really good one, and maybe shed some light on one. 23rd century prisons and rehabilitation. It's uh, just a sex prison. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, Voyager, <laughs> the shoot, meh. Enterprise, Canamar, also meh. Canamar, yeah. Canamar yeah. is all, uh, It's all right because they're like on a ship. It's like a uh 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 uh, what's that movie uh uh fucking oh my god oh my fucking god (laughs) Nicolas Cage oh my god The Rock? The Rock not The Rock no No. uh the one my hummingbird oh shit I don't know my daddy comes home on July 14th oh my god what the fuck are you talking about Con Air? Con Air thank you Okay, Canamar is Conair, which I think Canamar means Conair in Oh no, ancient Vulcan Vulcanese. I don't want to watch Conair, but Enterprise. Yes, you did, do. Did I ever tell you that they like um, at my college they had a uh, film class that you could take to like make short films in the art okay. department? And uh, some friends of mine had me do videography and, like, a few extra parts where they recreated shot for shot the ending of Con Air. The ending? Yeah, the ending where, like, uh, his, like, son, he, like, gives the the teddy bear to his son. And his son's like, his daughter, yeah. And she's like, I got a picture of you. Oh my god, what a random and it was piece of so art. fucking funny. <laughs> that's some performance art shit right there. Dude, it was so fucking funny. Fucking hippies. They have like a dude with a mustache and beard like playing the daughter like on his knees on the ground. That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> um anyway, Also, I watched the first episode of Discovery, haven't gone any further yet, so this all might be moot, but one thing I Uh noticed is that the show seems to have a main character in a way that all other Treks before them haven't. Just another feature of Star Trek that gives it flexibility. I'd hate to see that gone in Discovery, but we'll see. Thanks for making a great podcast. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away for obvious reasons, but uh, I'll just say, yep. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... (laughs) There's an argument to be made that the captain is the main character of all the previous shows. And in TOS, that's true. But it's not true in any of the other shows. No, no. Maybe in Enterprise, maybe it's also a little more true. Although the show is very heavily... to Paul and Archer, like that's the those are the main characters of the show. Yeah, I mean it might be more true in Enterprise. Now that I'm thinking about it, but like TNG, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager is about every member of the Everybody, crew. Everybody, yes. Like every episode has a different main character. Right. And Discovery doesn't work that way. Maybe because it's a prequel, and like if both Enterprise and TOS are both Maybe very character-centric, good Star Trek. <laughs> you know, you got a point. You bring up a very good point. You know, you make some good points, Josh. <laughs> That's why I keep you on the podcast, even Yay! after the uh, even after the Patreon started. <laughs> our, oh no! <laughs> our lawyers are rapidly f- calling people right now. They're rapidly calling each other, starting the litigation ahead of time. <laughs> uh, our next Jeff email gets the teddy bear on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> our next email is from Kyle. Who Hi. says, Greetings, Jeffy P and Josh Kosh Bagosh? Oh, man, I haven't heard that in a long time. Jesus. Nobody's Great ever called job. me Jeffy P, but I guess Jeffy it's Jeffy P? It's like a Cliffy Jeff- B thing. <laughs> Not even when you were going through your early 90s rap phase. No, it's Jeffy P in the place to be. Went to St. <laughs> John's University. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he he then types I have to do the sound effects for this K-Dog McGriz coming at you with some more hot takes and cool comments burr, burr. oh my god this email's hype as fuck <laughs> I humbly recommend you do a series on some of the writers of Star Trek that was not in the same hype level that as the previous gears. sentence I just shifted like all kinds of gears uh, perhaps showcasing the best examples of each individual writer's work. It would give you guys the opportunity to talk about their individual individual styles of writing and how they shape the series as a whole. That's a good one. Um I will say this though. Uh there's a lot of writers. From yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> the thing is, like, most of the writers of episodes of Star Trek maybe wrote like two or three episodes. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, that, that works with the movies, right? I think that's kind of like what we did with the movies. Like, because we talked about uh, Ronald D. Moore writing Seven. Yeah. I, I mean, that's something we might be two. able to get into, though, is like if, if we can find like two or three yeah. episodes for a writer, we could do like a mini collection. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough with Star Trek because Star Trek is written by like a lot of people typically yeah. also, you know, there's um, a writers room and shit. That's something we'll put into consideration, though. Yeah, no, for sure. It's um, a good. It's a good one. Also, have you guys thought about extending the scope of M-class emails to include the subreddit? I personally, and I assume many others, prefer writing a comment to composing an email. It would help inject some life into the sub. Uh, a little trade secret: neither of us have absolutely anything to do with that subreddit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm a mod or anything, so I don't yeah. know. Like... I don't even know if I'm a member of that subreddit. <laughs> like, I saw it. What I saw it today. Does that like, count? <laughs> I didn't I know it Reddit. existed until like, like a while ago. <laughs> I I looked at like the front page, which is usually just strewn with porn, and I was like, "Oh, M class, M class Reddit. Oh, neat." <laughs> it, it like the last time I looked at it was a while ago, and it was completely empty. So I yeah. don't know. It would be it's it would be nice to, to use it um, we do get a lot of emails though so I don't yeah I don't think I, don't I really want to have like a second source of emails yeah maybe maybe at some point if, like if like I know a lot of people like aren't big into sending emails like outside of this I show I don't I'm send not. emails so yeah I don't like email but emails. it is a very convenient place to just have all the questions almost too convenient I'm being serious because it's like you could just type a million things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, if you could add any character in the Star Trek universe to Data. any scene in any film, who would you pick and why? Keep up the good uh, work, Kyle. Data goes to the Beastmasters universe. <laughs> Holy shit! You were That came out so fast! You were just like, I know what I want. <laughs> I was just thinking the two most ridiculous-ass things that I like beastmaster data (laughs) no i don't know uh that's a really a porno just any porno scene right and data to be in the background just just watching and just like tilting his head every so often looking i I knew exactly what you're talking about (laughs) yeah i knew exactly processing processing dude uh i don't know that's a really fucking good question I've already got the scene I was just thinking of, by the way, where Kirk is trying to cross the road and a car almost hits him, and he says, "I'm walking here," because that actually happens in Star Trek four. <laughs> double dumbass on you! Double dumbass on you! It's so good. That does happen in Star I kinda Trek. I kind of want to make a T-shirt shit. that has like a very like 1980s font, and it says "Double uh, Dumbass" God, on it. God, yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. And it has, like, a multicolored, like, silhouette, like, continuing silhouette below it. Like, it's moving double oh, dumbass. Oh, I buy the fuck out of that. <laughs> I'll look God into doing that. I've got a new shirt coming soon, by the way. I know what it is. I've got one you don't know about, too. I got two. Wait, I don't? Oh, there's two? Yeah. That's it. I need to know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell everybody okay. here about the shirts that are coming. Okay. Uh, number one is the is the John Larroquette fun fact of the week shirt that has him How as a cl- as a Klingon. Yes. So we don't get one. sued. Yeah, we can't get sued for that one. <laughs> and uh, the other one is uh, a request from uh, Boston Sean Dupree, uh-huh. who commissioned me to make it and said I could turn it into a shirt in a month. Nice. And it is the Enterprise D as a boombox flying through oh. space. That's fantastic. <laughs> I want both of those. Well, you can get them on our shirt shop, which you can find conveniently a nice link for at uh, mclasspodcast.wordpress.com. Do it. Get our shirts. You, we still got Trek Boys shirts. We still got shirted shirt shirts, shirts. And we got the M Class logo shirt. My cousin got a Shirt at Shirts. So I saw you know, that. I, saw, I love that he's repping it. Yeah. <laughs> um... Thank you for the email, Kyle, and also for the very convenient spot to whore. <laughs> Commercial over. Next email. Our next email is from Will, who says, Hey there, Turek boys. Hi, hi, hi. I love you on Stranger Things, Will. Oh, yeah. Same guy. Uh, I was listening to the podcast and thought I'd look up Gene to see what else he worked on.
1: Looking Roddenberry? Through
0: the, yeah, Roddenberry. <laughs> the third host, Gene. <laughs> Wait, there's, there's been a third host? Yeah, you can't hear his audio? <laughs> oh my god, it's like a fight club. I'm getting Tyler Durden right now. Um, looking through the list, I was reminded of a couple shows from my childhood that I remember watching occasionally with my dad. Mm-hmm. Earth Final Conflict, in particular, was one I remembered for the aliens and their cool, kind of biological-looking technology. Yeah. I assumed that those were terrible. There's but, also Andromeda, right? Yeah, he was, mentions that. Yes. But I was wondering if y'all know about Roddenberry's name and uh, how it got attached to other projects, like Andromeda, which came out a bit later. Yeah, he was dead when Andromeda came out. Yeah, he was apparently dead when Earth Final Conflict came out. He died yeah. six years before it even aired. So, so like, my guess would be, like, Star Trek at this point was, like, rip-roaring. Like, oh, yeah. It was... All, like, people loved it. It was a success. And uh, so he probably had these ideas written down for shows, and then they were like, well, let's make these shows. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm sure it was like shit he just had sitting around. And yeah, they, like they some found spec that, Scripts. Yeah. I would imagine, like, Magil Barrett probably had a lot to do with it. Probably. Like, he wanted to make this before he died, but he didn't have the chance. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched a little tiny bit of Andromeda because I thought it was going to be like Hercules in space. Yeah, Kevin Sorbo's in it, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't the first no, episode. <laughs> Andromeda reminds me of late 90s sci-fi channel, which is not good. <laughs> I have like a nostalgia for that. Like, yeah. what really reminds me of that is Lex. Did you ever watch Lex? that? Yeah, Lex reminds me of that. What really <laughs> reminds me of that, though, is Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yeah, on, for like, sure. On Friday night. For sure. Oh my God. Dude, I, Dude, I love used to fucking show. watch mystery science theater like fucking constantly. Yo, I was obsessed with it. I would come home from jazz band competitions and it would be like really late, like one in the morning, and like I would just stay up and like watch that show and be like, Yep. <laughs> that was we've talked about this before. That was one of those things that's like everyone's asleep, you got all the lights out, all the yep. the only light in the room is the TV and you're watching the show. It's and so it's comforting. so like it's so like kind of low budget and so good. They're talking directly to you as an audience member. That it feels like it's almost made for you. It's it's perfect. It's a it's a perfect idea. Yeah, it really, is. It, it, really it felt like you're seeing like a signal that's being sent to just like certain yeah. TVs or something. Well, it was that punk rock like TV feel where there it was just guys in like Minneapolis making yeah. a like a. a- Cable access show, which is exactly what it was. Yeah, like, and it's that's how like Space Ghost Coast to Coast felt yeah. to me when I was a kid yeah. and stuff. That's how early uh, Adult Swim felt. Oh yeah, it was like nobody's watching it. Like right before people really started watching it, it was like this is for me. That's like, kind of how like when Toonami first started. Like oh that's God, how the whole Toonami. Cartoon Network channel felt when it first started. Well, it really felt like that because not everyone had Cartoon yeah. Network. And it felt like that, especially with Toonami, because, like, Moltar hosted it, and it was, like, super, like, sort of lo-fi, low-budget. Yeah. Even I'm, with, like, the popular uh, Cartoon Network shows that were, like, huge later on, like, Powerpuff Girls, like, yeah. y- you couldn't... It was, like, cartoon Network, cartoon Network was, like, the HBO of cartoon channels. Like, oh, nobody yeah. had it. Dude, like, I don't even remember how I got it. It was just, like, it was a fluke that I ended yeah. up with it. And I remember... I was like, "Oh, all all they show are like fucking shitty cartoons, Hanna like, Barbera, like, like Quickie Koala and shit." Yeah, yeah. And then like they were like, "Well, it's the month of June, and you know what we do now? We play Bugs Bunny cartoons for the entire month." Oh and my god! I got my first erection. <laughs> so I was like, "Fuck yeah, Bugs Bunny!" Yeah, man. Oh, I love, I love Cartoon Network. I loved. Oh. I love Dexter. Yeah. I, got, I have some really, like, personal memories associated with Cartoon Network Yeah, I'm not I even do going too. to here. I do, like, too. It's like, there's just that, it was a time and a place, like, we're yeah. old people, so we have this, like, nostalgia boner yes. for shit, but, like, yes. there was definitely a time and a place when Cartoon Network was just starting, and it felt like it was great. You, were, you were, like, one something that other people weren't. That yeah, was you like, were part of a club. It yeah. was like a small club type of thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sorry for the tangent, Will. (laughs) I hope that answers your question. Uh, Will says, anyway, I really wrote to point out that by my count, 13 of the 110 productions that Gene Roddenberry has a writer's credit on are Trek pornography, usually credited as based on characters created by uncredited. So according to that, over 10% of his legacy is of the skin flick variety. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is a super John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you. Right there, That's I love a, that. I didn't know we were going to have like statistics tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I just thought you'd like to know. Thanks
1: That's for great. the great
0: content. Really top notch. Will. Thank you, Will. That's really good. Uh, he PSs that the Patreon page mentions a Discord channel, but I can't figure out a Discord link anywhere. Am I being blind? You should have gotten one. Uh, if yeah, check you check your... If you, like, check your uh, rewards on Patreon, it should be in there. And if it's not, shoot us a message on Patreon, and I'll get you a link. Yeah. Uh, PPS, I'm still... Uh, I am at... Uh, I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, I'm <laughs> this person on Twitter, and you're still assholes for that Terra Nova stunt. <laughs> Dude, we got so many people. <laughs> still, people are getting got. I, I really think, like... I, I don't know how we keep, like, getting... Pe- I don't know. I <laughs> It cracks me up. Like, we got a comment earlier tonight on YouTube of somebody being like, this was hilarious, but my drive to work today was very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, <laughs> leave it on. Like, they don't... Because t- we're driving, you can't turn it off Oh, man, that's uh, so I'm good. I'm super not sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally worth it. April Fools. Uh, are... <laughs> Our next email is from uh, Joe, who says, "So, what Star Trek race do you guys think would taste the best? <laughs> like, if you were on a deserted planet with one of each, and you had no food, and the only and the only phaser, and only one phaser, only who one would phaser. you donner party first? I mean, which one? Which race do you think looks like the?" the best turkey when I'm imagining eating them, right? <laughs> what do you see as a walking sandwich, like a walking wiener with legs? A walking Dagwood, right? It's yeah. always a Dagwood or a turkey. Uh, he, t- he did title the email, I'd eat a Klingon. Yeah, I would <laughs> I would say Klingon, because, uh, I don't he know. He says, I think Vulcans would be pretty bland, and the Borg and Dominion races would be gross, since I doubt they're engineered with taste in mind. The breen might uh, be okay, but I don't really like cold cuts. I don't. <laughs> the gorn might be okay, but I'd go like. Klingon. Seeing, seeing as I think they taste like kangaroo and be pretty nutritious. They're 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 full of muscle, so it'd be a lot of red meat. So it's true. Uh, uh, I'm probably I, not going to cannibalize. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would eat a Klingon. Like, I mean, it's I know a they sentient people. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would want to do that. <laughs> but. I gotta say Klingons are probably like if you get like a a wharf right where he's like he puts on a little weight as time goes on but he's still real ripped yeah they'd probably be good eating. I would definitely not eat a bullion. they look like they would taste like blueberry uh blow pops um you don't like blueberry blow pops I don't like blow pops um I wouldn't eat the Borg because they're fucking rotten meat zombies dude yeah, they're zombies. you <laughs> wouldn't want to eat that. That's bad. that's all gristle. It's <laughs> all gristle. That meat there. is definitely gone bad. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Do not drink the beer. The beer has gone bad. Tastes fine to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that from? Do you know? I fuck. It sounds so familiar. Fucking. <sighs> you know what it is. Can't hardly wait. Fuck. <laughs> I would have got there. I would not I there. love that movie. I wasn't Holy gonna shit. get there. Like I couldn't remember it for the life of me. But... Oh, I goddamn love that movie. Uh, Klingon's probably a good answer. I would go with Klingon for whatever reason. They just like kind of look. They like look. They, would they taste look like... like a better turkey when I turn them into a turkey. In my yeah, brain. that's what that's what I thought too. Like they look. They look like a turkey to me. He, he says anyway. <laughs> keep on space trucking, Chief Petty oh, Officer Joe. Yeah. Oh, Chief Petty Officer. That's his real rank, I'm assuming. Uh, our next email is he one email. of the is he one of the ones that has a real navy rank? Is that I don't think so. I know somebody yeah. who listens. Somebody to listen does. In the navy. Our next email is from Charles, in charge. He he is of in charge of our days and our, <laughs> days and our- <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, I bet he's never heard that before. As always, thank you guys for the podcast, and I'm looking forward to what the trials collection will bring. Although you're missing out on the classic. Overruled. A true comedic genius, folks. Sustained. Uh, Although you're missing out on the classic The Menagerie, but that would be a repeat of a lot of The Cage, so it's best if we go without old Beep Beep. Oh, beep beep. Yeah, I was thinking about the menagerie, but it's yeah. it's two parts, and it's also just the cage cut up a bunch. So Yeah, it's just like a, 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 a flashback episode, right? Uh, instead of a pitch it or ditch it, I figured today's email would be full of facts. Oh, my. For- <laughs> How interesting. How interesting. That's uh, George Decay doing... John, i want want george takei to say how interesting for our podcast i bet we could get him to do it i bet we could Uh, for example tng had a famous wardrobe change but did you see when they changed uniforms in enterprise when do they change uniforms in enterprise starting with season three the velcro straps on the belt line vanish and they have an elastic strap sewn on in the back I used to be I, in the Navy, so I actually wore a set of these. Maybe this was yeah. the person who had the rank. Yeah, they're they're very naval. The uniforms yeah. are very naval. The Velcro ones tend to get stuck on the love handles, so that's probably why they changed. Nice. <laughs> uh, did you also know that the first cast member to write an episode was Walter Koenig? I did he, not know that, but he does love Star Trek. He wrote The Infinite Vulcan, which you may remember as the one with the giant Spock. Oh, that's the fucking animated series. I'd like to end this off by trying to get Josh to say certain things. (laughs) Uh, Grand Naga Zek. (laughs) (laughs) Drink Slug-O-Cola. (laughs) Slimey is Cola in the Galaxy. (laughs) Rom. Oh, brother. That was terrible. That was a bad one. Oh, brother. It's got to have a little (laughs) shakiness in it. And lastly... John Lariquette. How interesting. <laughs> I don't Thanks a lot, of you fellas. Like Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just did it. You were like, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Slimy as cola in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that fucking commercial. Our next email is from Yakub, who Damn. titled his email, I could probably store my passwords here. Uh, I don't read the email titles out on the, out on the podcast very often. Yeah. Apparently they think I don't see them, because they sometimes will sneak things into them and think I don't see it. Oh, yeah, no, but I mean yeah, like, you're not gonna read the email title, right? I should've waited one more month, right? So he would store see. his passwords there? Yeah. <laughs> Just to see what he did. Uh, Jakub sent us a script. Oh my god! Yakub walks down the stairs to a living room with broken playthings scattered all over the floor. Oh my god. On the carpet, there are two children playing with the few remaining unbroken starship models and action figures. Too scary. Children are scary. <laughs> Yakub, what happened here? What's with all these wrecked toys? The children rip off their masks and reveal themselves to be Jeff and Josh. What? They look at the camera. Jeff and Josh simultaneously Did someone say to Boys"? <laughs> the laugh track plays. The M-Class podcast logo appears. Holy shit. <laughs> that's like That's like some like like creepy like tales from the crypt shit going on. And then we both look at the camera and go Cryptkeeper. In court-martial, I was wondering why Kirk wasn't paired with Miss Shaw against the grumpy bookworm lawyer, but it played off really well. It works really well. Given the story of this episode, wouldn't there be a precedent to disregard computer logs in future cases? If they can yeah. be accessed and tampered with by a records officer, they're basically useless. What do you think were the steps taken to ensure logs are true? Is there a canonical answer? Uh, Keep up not the good- that I know of. There's not a canonical answer, but I would imagine that steps were taken to where you can't tamper with them no matter what. Perhaps, or perhaps it's, like, a lie detector test where, like, it's a means to finding evidence that is more valuable, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, they don't use it as, like, the be-all, end-all. Yeah, lie detector tests are not admissible in court, uh, so I would assume that, like, just, like, civil rights-wise, like, probably a computer wouldn't, like... Like, a sensor log wouldn't be either? I mean, in our time, we have, like, the black box recording that's completely... Like, if you tamper with it, it's automatically... If you open the black box, there's automatically a tell that shows that it's open. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine it's like that. I mean, I know also, like, we we have, like, video footage that we can use in court, too, Mm -hmm. but, like... Actually, know. actually, what comes to mind is that there's a like a record that the record keeper keeps and like edits together, like for log entries and shit. Right. And then there's just a black box that records at all times. Right. And if you have like if you use it in court and there's any thought that there may have been tampering with it, then you use the black box version. Right. you Use the other one. Yeah. I. I mean, I guess they would be able to use. It. I'm not sure though. I mean, it probably rarely comes up. Honestly. I think I think uh, computer logs come up in an episode of TNG, probably. Um, but hopefully that answers your question fuck all the time, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's so many things that happen to the computer where it's like. Like gets like sentience, and That's then it, like it's just. All I was about crazy to say it shit. fucking gains sentience quite often. The computer is like, "I'm alive," <laughs> and you're like, "God damn it, computer, well, fucking again!" Come on, Enterprise D. <laughs> Keep up the good work, you beautiful men. Thank you. Yours court-martialed, Yakub, <laughs> ensign of sciences. Nice. Thank you, Yakub. Uh, good luck with that court-martial, dude. You'll you'll make it. I I have a feeling. Uh, our uh... oh, Rich sent us another email, but I read the old one. Oh, you fucking, you fucked it up. <laughs> anyway, uh, the the fucking <laughs> he had a fun thing like the DS 9s hosting a ceasefire after the the Dominion Wars. Okay. And all the species are at the Accords, and there needs to be drinking games. You gotta uh, you gotta match <laughs> drinks with the delegates. Okay. So, what is your poison of cho- choice? Choice: Canar, blood wine, Ugh. Romulan ale, Ooh. spring wine. Mm. Uh, I, I guess I should. The he has like specific things for each of them. Like Canar okay. is a bad vintage, so it's so thick that uh, yeah, it, it looks, looks like, like fish oil, motor oil, and smells like fish sauce. Yeah, it, it, I always think of it as like being really disgusting. Like oh, yeah. it looks like it's disgusting. Blood wine, a warm barrel of blood wine will literally wreck your shit. Worst hangover yeah. ever. It's like it's like like double whiskey. It's crazy. Romulan ale, the blue bomber, is illegal in the Federation, and it's easy to see why. Can make a Klingon warrior drunk at a wedding reception. <laughs> uh, spring wine probably the tastiest but likely to get you laughed out of the room it's a little too sweet i always think of it as like a chardonnay or something snail juice the stuff your cat coughs up looks more appetizing yeah i'm not i'm not drinking that uh sauri and brandy twice uh-huh. as strong as whiskey and can get scotty and o'brien drunk with a couple of glasses that's Debron whiskey and there's also a few lines of Ketracell white you could snort oh! in the bathroom. <laughs> Spring break? <laughs> I'm going to do some K off of some K white off of a titty. <laughs> oh my God. Davo girl titty, K white. Here we I'm gonna, go. I'm going to go with Saurian brandy.
1: brandy.
0: I want to get fucking smashed. I want some Aldevron whiskey. It looks like it tastes like watermelon. A Devron whiskey? <laughs> It's the green shit that Scotty drinks. Oh yeah, that stuff does look good. It looks pretty good. I think I'll take that. It looks like maybe it tastes like an apple teeny. That wasn't <laughs> a choice though. I know, but I'm making my own choice. <laughs> Fucking, this man makes his own path in life. I'm gonna drink pure wormhole sauce. Oh my god! Yeah. I, if, out of the choices, I'm going with sorry and brandy. Sorry and brandy. I also would go with sorry and brandy. Um, love you guys. Plain and simple Taylor and proud patron, Rich. Thank you, Rich. That was too fun. I had to do that one. That was a good, that was a good email. Uh, our next email is from, uh, Phantom Thief Goofus. Oh, I remember Phantom (laughs) Thief Goofus. Hey, like, here's something I noticed, right? Is that people, when we first started getting emails, always said, you or you guys... Yeah, but now they all say y'all, because you say y'all. I I'd never say y'all until I read it from you guys. <laughs> it's like a it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. It's yeah. like you're saying y'all because like they're saying, dude. It's weird. I, the only time I ever say y'all is when I say, "How y'all doing?" <laughs> that, that counts. I hardly ever say that. Though. I don't think I've ever heard you say it honestly. Yeah. Uh, hey y'all, how's it going? I hope it's going well, despite you know the country being on fire. Yay! <laughs> Has it ever not been on fire? We didn't start the fire. That's all I know. The baby boomers' it was, whiniest rant song. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning. It's since not the our world's fault. been turning. We didn't do it. We didn't start the fire, but we're definitely throwing fucking saurian brandy on that shit. We just poured gasoline all over it to speed it up. Oh, by the way, big fan of that time that Longmire performed an ancient Native American ritual to cure his daughter of car crash. (laughs) Which I think is a joke that Kevin made on Science Friction. (laughs) It's really funny. It is really good. Uh, I have a question about sci-fi as a genre. Okay. Do you prefer hard or soft sci-fi? For those who don't know the difference, the hmm. way I think it's defined is the balance between the science and the fiction. Do you okay. care about the science? I know I don't. Give me that retro futurism and space lasers. Uh, I know the past was kind of shitty and awful, but something that I appreciate about those past chumps is the hope that things can be better in the future. Something that seems to be in short supply as of late. And there's something about that 50s aesthetic that I like. Even if the cultural perceptions of that era are the results of propaganda made to keep women down and out of the workforce, <laughs> meaning that specific slice of America and a certain people are so hard pressed to get back never really existed in the first Spider place. Spider Woman—that's where the Spider Woman comes from in eh? uh, Noirs. Oh yeah. Anyway. Anyway, no, that's a great. That's a great. Uh, I don't have a preference. I think both are really good. Uh, one of the things that. Uh, Discovery does well is they will put in some, like, pretty decent science in there. Yeah. Um, also, the new Lost in Space does that really well.
1: It where, does.
0: Where they're like, here's some real science. I haven't <laughs> like, finished the new Lost in Space, but I have liked what I've seen. It's, it's pretty good. I'm on but episode I don't, 7 or 8, I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind, like, when something's like, science- fiction though, like that's fine as long as it's done well i don't care if it's believable to the universe then we're good yeah i'm i can take both of them or leave both of them depending on how good they are like sometimes i'm in the mood for like a more hard science fictiony kind of thing like right i I always think about um dead space did you ever play any of those games i played the first one, I think? Yeah, the first and second games are really good. I wasn't a yeah. fan of the third one, but like yeah. those games are like, you're a fucking, like, engineer. They just sent you there to, like, fix yeah. shit. You have, like, a like a torch. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what you, you have. You have, like, a torch cutter as your weapon. Yeah. yeah. And, like, everything aboard the space station is, like, 100% fucking normal. Like, you get from place to place on the space station in, like, a subway. Yeah. It's. I really love that. Yeah, it's cool. But I'm also like a fan of like fucking I don't know like crazy ass space shooter shit like maybe like Star Fox or something where nothing makes any sense. Oh god! I love Star Fox. I do too. (laughs) It's one of my favorite games ever. (laughs) But uh, I was obsessed with n 64 I was obsessed with dude. Dude, I can quote every fucking line from that game. I played it so much. Good luck. Like, my absolute favorite character in Star Fox is Andrew. 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 Who's, yeah, Andross' nephew who got the job through nepotism. Oh, God, Andrew. <laughs> He's fucking like, Andross' enemy is my enemy. My enemy. Yeah, oh, my God. Uncle Andros. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I fucking love that guy. That a really good Andrew. I didn't also, think I was going to hear an Andrew impression of it. <laughs> I also love the guy you fight in level one, who when he dies, he's like, Andros, I failed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I want to play it. I want to play it so I bad. I want to play it, oh, too. Man. Like, I'm, I'm like... My point is, though, like, I can take or leave, whatever. I love sci-fi as a genre, and I love what yeah. it can do on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I don't have a preference either either way, so. He does ask where we would put Star Trek on the science-to-fiction ratio. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I would need, like, bookends. Like, I would say uh, Star Wars is way on the end of... Of it's like fiction. The, it's the fiction side. It's it's so it's um, it's it's actually fan it's like a fantasy, yeah. It's like really. it's space fantasy, right? It's space wizards and shit. Uh, so that would be on one end. What would be like the hardest sci fi, like science, science fiction? I don't know. That's a tough one, like alien, maybe, like maybe they don't really get a whole lot into the science and that, they it's don't just get a lot into more into the grounded. science. Yeah, it's just a lot more like there's just a scary monster. Not to talk about um, video games again, but have you ever um, played the PS4, like Alien Isolation? No, I never played that. The entire game, like, it was made like a couple years ago or whatever, and the entire game looks like the technology from Alien. Yeah, I, I think somebody—I—I maybe mean, but it probably was Luke who played it. He's which, the one who plays like all the games. Which, like, it. I fucking—I love that. Like, I didn't get a whole yeah. lot into the game because I was doing other shit, but right. like, I it's absolutely love the, the, the aesthetic that in that game. Yeah, that's cool. I—I I, I don't know. Star Trek. I don't know. I would put probably- it like, like if it would be much closer towards science. Yes. But I wouldn't put it like it would still be a good breadth away from it. Cause there's right. like giant faces in space and shit. Right. If ten, if ten is Star Wars and one is whatever is hard science, I would put Star Trek at like four. Right. Yeah, like a f- like a three or four. A three or I'd a four. I yeah. put it there, and it yeah. waffles back and forth between it, three it and four as well. Yeah. Oh my phone told me to go to sleep. It's it said, Fuck that shit. It said go to sleep, and I said fuck you. <laughs> Uh, I don't have a pitch it or ditch it in this one. I'm sorry to deprive the people of my wacky space pitches. I have to go lay down and reconcile the evils of mankind now. Bye! (laughs) I'm sorry if this email was too long or sad. Phantom Thief Goofus. Nah, that's a great email. Thank you so much. Or is it Phantom Thief Goofus? Mirror Universe goatees are perfectly shavable after all. Thomas Phantom Thief Goofus Riker. Holy shit! (laughs) Uh, We also got an email I wanted to touch on uh, from Tom. uh, Maybe Tom Paris, MySpace Tom, (laughs) who says, "Dearest Trek boys, hello, long time, first time from the UK here. Hopefully, not the only one." Shit. Voyager obviously has a bad reputation, and while I agree that it missed a number of opportunities, on the whole, I think it does okay. I agree with earlier comments that it should have contained further conflict within the ship, but this needn't be hostile and more focused on survival, etc. Uh, he goes on to talk about like how he felt something when watching Voyager, but did not when watching okay. Discovery. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I can agree with. That's great, yeah. He is the one I mentioned in the other podcast, I think, when somebody said they wanted to stick up for the underdog. Right. Uh, Voyager's only the underdog on this show. Like Voyager's apparently kind of like the darling of Star Trek right now. Yeah, I... Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I just... I don't like Voyager. Like, I I I know Voyager has some diamonds in the rough, and, like, some of the characters are really interesting, but nothing interesting's ever done with them, in my opinion. Yeah, they have to bring in a Cousin Oliver. That's never good. They already brought in a Cousin Oliver. His name was Neelix. He's from the fucking first episode. No, they they brought... Well, they brought in a Cousin Oliver with giant tits, too. Yeah. That... That's really where, like, that's what I meant. Like, yeah, I, I don't you. know, man. I, I was earlier think, today calling Neelix Cousin Oliver, but they put him in the first episodes. <laughs> they, like, him in the first episodes are, is interesting. Yeah, like, he completely switches personalities in episode three, though. Like, he becomes, like, a huge fucking a annoying gimp. piece of shit. He's just a gimp. Like, after episode three, he's just, a, like, a gimp. And you're like, dude, what happened to the guy who was kind of, like, Cunning like not cunning. He but was like, like a he like... Was roguish in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. But like the thing that I remember most about his character when I'm thinking about him now is how like creepily possessive of Kess he is. Yeah, he gets real weird. And also Kess is like three years old. Yeah, that whole thing. He's like a big creepy weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. I just don't I can't. There's some episodes where you're just like, what? (laughs) Yeah. They find Amelia Earhart, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Hey, the TOS crew meets Abraham Lincoln. I get that, like, the the similarities are there. (laughs) But it was in the 1960s. Like, you're supposed to get better. Amelia Earhart is, like, a female pilot who gets lost Captain Janeway is a female captain who gets lost. I get it. We I got it. it. I get it. Uh, anyway, a pitch it or ditch it. Oh! We never see the mundane jobs aboard. Who has to clean up all the bits of rock that seem to be inside all the computers and walls when they explode? <laughs> we already talked about this, I think. Yeah, we talked about how uh, the ship is self-cleaning. It just cleans itself. The uh, ship shifts itself. It's a, It's a, It's a. It shifts itself. But he, uh, he, his pitch is to follow the daily ups and downs of a group of junior staff and a classic conjoining story arc where we get to see a glimpse behind the curtain and flesh out some hidden depths of the main cast, such as seeing Wesley's porno stash. Did we read this already? Did we? I feel like we did. Hmm. Hmm. I think we read this one already. I don't remember the first part, though. I remember the porno stash part. Well, I'm sorry if we read that before. He does have another question, though, which is, uh, are you lot coming to the UK? Is that like an official thing? Josh is going. I'm not going. I will be in the UK. You want to tell him? Tell him about when? Where? Uh, July 20th, I think. It's for uh, CoxCon, which is Jesse Cox's convention in Mm -hmm. uh, Birmingham, I think? No. Uh leads? I don't know. I'm not going because I wasn't invited, Josh. I I will land and just I'll be so drugged up that I'm going to be like, driver, take me to the convention. I don't know. They're just going to drive me around. I have no idea. So that's where I'll be with everybody. Everybody will be there. (laughs) Anyone who's anyone will be there, Jeff. Well, that's why I'm not going. (laughs) Our last email of the night is from the old standby, Steve Nemzik, Oh yeah who says, hey guys, so do you recall the episode of Enterprise where Daniels showed Captain Archer the Enterprise J? Yes. I was excited, but kind of disappointed to see the twin nacelle saucer design lineage continued hundreds of years into the future. Yes. I do love that classic design, but I would like to see more variations like the Defiant class or the Akira class. Uh, you What's your that. take on this? Uh, so you get the J, um, in STO, uh, it's humongous, it's fucking gigantic. Yeah, it's, like, it looks like a normal, like, ship, but, like, stretched really fucking far. It uses that, like, like, they're experimenting with, like, the TARDIS method of ships at this point, where, like, the inside doesn't match the outside, right? Like, so they're already doing that shit, but inside of the ship, uh, it, there's, like, all kinds of technology, like the Klingons at this point are in the Federation, so there's a bunch of Klingon shit in the ships. Um, it's it looks a little more like I want to say a little more like industrial inside mm-hmm. of the ship. Um, it's it's the future. Everything's yeah. more industrial in the future. Everything's like like uh, what do they call them? Uh, Goebels, not Goebels. That's a Nazi. Uh, it's Goebbels You're thinking of what, um, what are the things that they put- what are, you, what are the things you put on ships in a game that make it look like it's bigger? There's a word for it in, in video know. games. It's something like, it starts with a G. I forget what it is. Somebody will tell me. It's not Gerbils. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just got Nazis on the brain. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why that is. I wonder what in the world why? could be making us think that way? Uh, but it's a little bit like that. I I don't know. There's a bunch of ships, though, that are like, like, everything's a little more sleek, a little more, like, uh, radicalized, because it's, like, 2600s. Yeah, his complaint comes in that it's still the double-nacelle, like, s- like saucer design, like all the right. other Enterprises. His question right. is, must an Enterprise always look like the classic design? Uh, I think that they would do it just for aesthetically honestly like it's it's like a lineage right like they yeah. they pride themselves on the enterprise line more than anything else in the Federation so I think right. even if everything becomes akira or defiant style they'll still keep the enterprise with the saucer section yeah I think I think also like the design works and you're not just gonna get rid of a design concept if it's you're just gonna constantly be improving it. So, and also by then you have to assume that, like, any ship design is not restricted to, like, uh, like functionality, right? Like, yeah. you could make a ship like like the Daniels Future ships, which are just little pods, which are, like, giant ships inside. Like, it doesn't matter at that point, you know? You can do whatever the fuck you want at that point. So yeah. there's there's an aesthetic value to the lineage of the Enterprise that right. I think they're not going to give up. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they would. It's it's gigantic though. In the game, though, like when you see one, you're like, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> like it like covers the whole like screen. I haven't like, seen one fuck. yet. They're huge. Uh, he continues. Am I asking to be disappointed by w- wanting a different shape? Like when you ask for a salad, but you really wanted the soup. <laughs> uh- Is Jeff's face under his beard as soft as my baby's butt? I don't know how soft your baby's butt is. I don't know either, but I'm going to say yes. That's probably uh, softer. I don't know what's under my beard anymore. I might not even have skin for all I know. I'm just a jaw, like a like a frogger <laughs> from Skyrim. <laughs> I don't have uh, skin. Uh, do I get something special for being your very first Patreon supporter? Hugs yeah. are nice. Mouth hugs. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I'll tell you what. You get uh, our undying gratitude. A mouth hug. <laughs> From Josh. <laughs> yeah, I brushed my teeth today, so you're the lucky one. I brushed my teeth this year, so I it's brushed gonna my be teeth good. this month. <laughs> uh, much love, brothers, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank you yeah, for the man. email. I don't know, like I I don't know. I feel like the Enterprise like J was a thing that happened and like now like I feel like they're like we're kinda stuck with it, right? Like yeah. Kind like the Enterprise with the three nacelles. Like now that's a thing, right? But like it's not really, right? Like The Enterprise J is like I don't like it. I don't know. No, it looks it it, it looks super like it looks like they took like a nineteen fifties like Thunderbird and like Oh yeah made it uh, the Enterprise. Like which it like, looks, kind of is neat but it looks like a a cartoon uh slug. It looks like a cartoon <laughs> slug where the nacelles are its eyes. Oh, I get you. And yeah, it's yeah. got like, a, like a slug, slug antenna, like and it's got like a big slug body. Well, like the nacelles like aren't really even like attached to the pill to the pylons. Like it's weird how it looks. Like it looks like a pizza pie. Looks, they call it the pizza cutter. That's what it. They is call a it. pizza cutter. That's what they call it. It's the. And pizza. they call the Lucari ship the Dorito because it's a triangle. Pizza pie. <laughs> It's, it's, like, a billion bajillion miles long or whatever, and it's it huge. looks dumb as fuck, but it's, it's, that's it's, what anyway. we got. Yeah, well.
1: I know there's some people who are like, like
0: <laughs> straight up argue you that the Enterprise J is, like, the coolest looking one, and that's, like, I don't know, you got something wrong with your head. People like it. I don't really care about it. Like, I don't know. Like, it, to me, it's just, like, a thing. Like, whatever. <laughs> like... You got a, know. you got head problems, son. We're not gonna see it. It's never gonna be shown again. You know, like that's not a thing. It's just a thing they showed once. You got other ships between the E and the J, anyway. So. Yeah, the F. The F people hated the F. I think. Did they, they, they show the them. F? The Jeff. The Jeff. <laughs> the Enterprise Jeff. How, wait, what is it? H I J. Wait, E F. Oh, they do have an F. It's like an Excelsior class, but like yeah. new. That's the uh, that's like the Sto like baby. Like they made the F. I think it's cool uh, looking. I like it actually, yeah. although it does look a lot like a cross between the Voyager and the Captain's Yacht. It's huge. It's a. It's really big. Like, I don't doubt that, but I mean, like, design-wise. Yeah, I, I always think it's more Excelsior-y, honestly. Yeah, that's that's why I like it. It's very yeah. excelsior Excelsior-like, yeah. and that's my favorite ship. Yeah, Excelsior's a pretty ship. I, I do like the Excelsior. I love its neck. I love its uh, it has like a fucking like sweater neck. It's, I love it's it. A, it's like a beautiful. It's like a. It's like looking at a very nice car. You're like, yeah. Oh, I like the Excelsior is like a hot rod because it's all low, right? It's low. Oh, yeah, I always think of it like a Cadillac. That's like true. Cadillac. I could see it being a Caddy too. It's like real Bodie. It's the like the a real great experiment. The Excelsior. <laughs> the great experiment. Sarcastic. <laughs> Sarcastically, I love it. That's all our emails. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like your email right on the air, you can send it to mclassemail at gmail.com, singular, and we will uh, respond to it. If you're not sure about the email address, you think you may be getting it wrong, you can uh, head over to mclasspodcast.wordpress.com and there's a link for emailing us. Yeah, fucking do it. <sighs> and if you send us in your email, I might edit it. I want you to know that ahead of time. I might edit it for time. I read everything you guys send to us, so if you send us a war and peace, I read it. Don't worry. (laughs) A war and peace. I don't know who this war and peace guy is. What a fucker. This guy needs to stop writing long books. (laughs) That's probably a joke from something. It's the movie, it's the book War and Peace, written by war (laughs) and (laughs) peace. Was that Dostoevsky? No. Who wrote War and Peace? I don't remember, actually. Fuck. War and Peace. I'm looking it up. Sure. Uh, we'll find out together. Uh, uh, Russian. Yeah, it's in Russian. So I was, uh-huh. uh-huh. Tolstoy. Tra- Tolstoy. Yeah, Fuck Tolstoy. Yeah. I knew it. It was on the tip of my brain, except it wasn't. One of those Russian fucks. Fuck you, Russia. Unless you listen to M-Class Podcast, in which and case... Unless you're a patron. <laughs> Uh, which Just you can, so you know, though, we don't we don't take Bitcoin. No, we don't take rubles or whatever you're using. <laughs> um, actually, we probably do. But uh, if you'd like to become a patron and receive this podcast an entire week early, then you can head on over to uh, Patreon.com/slash MClassPodcast. Yeah, you can get uh, some. Uh, Patreon-exclusive podcasts in a deal as well, and you'll be helping us out if you feel like it. <laughs> but thank you for listening either way. Thank you so much. This was good. This was not a bad one this time, for once. So <laughs> <laughs> This one was okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in one week for more M-Class. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <music>